And on that bombshell, welcome to Brum is Blue, the dedicated Birmingham City Women's Football Club podcast. Coming up on this week's show, we discuss the Second City Derby, our win over Coventry United and our draw against Reading and much, much more. Birmingham City have taken the lead. A lovely free kick found the head of the Birmingham City captain. Dangerous ball, it's a looping header, and it's a goal against the run of play for Birmingham City. Abby Grant. It's a lovely finish into the top corner. Guided in by Lucy Whip. Just gently lofted out of the reach of the keeper. Might be another chance for another goal. Cracking save by Hampton. Welcome everybody once again. If you're new to the show, don't forget to subscribe on YouTube. And if you prefer the audio only version, you can find the show on Spotify, Amazon Music, Apple Podcasts and everywhere you can find your podcasts as well. I'm Craig and I'm joined as always by Kaz and Stacey. We begin this week's show by looking at tonight's game, the Second City Derby. We're recording literally minutes and I mean literally minutes after the final whistle. So our takes will be the hottest they possibly could be. Um, to start it off, Chloe Arthur had a great chance for Villa early on, but she put it wide. I think she still likes us after that one. Uh, Birmingham City then took a long time to get going in this game, and the score remained 0-0 for the opening uh, 28 minutes or so before um, Ruisha Littlejohn went off the uh, field, uh, left the field with an injury, which she replaced by Lucy Whip. But after that, there's a breakaway from one of our corners. Shania Hales, a former Blues player herself, plays it down the right-hand side. Crosses it to Freya Gregory, another youngster from our team who's gone to Villa. She hits the bar with a great strike. And then on the rebound, she fires it into the net 1-0. Um, at this point, Kaz, it was a moment where we thought the, the worst was going to happen. Obviously, we can talk about what happens later in the game. But at this point of the match, we were we were looking very shaky. Oh, man. I, like, up until like, I think about the 70th minute, we didn't even turn up. It was... it. I, I was saying to Stace, it, it was... Or it still is one of the worst performances I've seen from Blues this season. And that's even going down to uh, Chelsea and getting battered 6 0. That was such, it was a horrible game to watch. Um, obviously, there was so much pressure on the girls. And I think everybody was feeling it tonight, even on social media with the fans. And Emily Murphy then comes on at half time for Jamie Lee Napier. Via Tricky Sari replaces Emma Kelly later in the second half, who was on a yellow card. Uh, better from Blues in the second half, uh, Stacey, but that's quite a low bar if we're brutally honest. Uh, we couldn't string two passes together and we didn't really have a single shot on target until extra uh, the injury time. We was awful first half and we were bad second half, so yeah, uh, slightly better, but still bad. Um, I felt like we, uh, we didn't get going until the, the, it was announced that there was six minutes added on. Um, if we'd played like that in... The six minutes in the night, uh, I think we would have like walked all over him, like. But we just—I've got no excuses. Like I normally try and pick the positives out of the game, but um, we celebrated that goal as though we just won the cup, Champions because, League. You know what I mean? Like it's—it it was that important of a point for us, I think. There's obviously other things we can talk about about the game. Um, we can go back to them anyway, but we'll talk about the goal as you brought it up. In the last minute, I think it was the last minute of, of time, last minute of injury time, six minutes of injury time, via Tricky Sari from the right-hand side of the pitch, left-footed, cro- left-footed, it was left-footed, wasn't it? Yeah. I think it was. I can't yeah. remember much of it. 
I know it, 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 it feels like a bit of a blur. We absolutely robbed this point from, from Villa, oh, if, if we're completely honest. Absolutely. Oh. I think it was a left footed shot from the right hand side. Kills beats everyone in the box and straight into the back of the net. Cue the absolute scenes on the pitch, absolute scenes in everyone's living rooms who was a Birmingham City fan. Dread on the faces of Villa fans at their home pitches. It was absolute, as Simon in the in the chat puts, absolute class goal. It absolutely was. She's a player we haven't got to see much of because of injury, but she's come in and she had an absolutely brilliant uh, debut. We'll come on to that later in the episode. But And today she comes on and gets the winning goal. Via Tricky, sorry, she couldn't have done more in her first two matches for Birmingham City. Yeah, obviously, I'm not going to lie, I didn't really watch the Coventry game. Because or... obviously Blues men were on TV, so... Yeah, so I only really seen the highlights, which obviously weren't very big. But um, no, I thought she's done really well. I remember when she played for Sheffield, and I think me and Kaz, when we played Sheffield, was like, oh, she seems all right. Um, but yeah, it's a, it's a shame that we're only just starting to see what she might be capable of at the back end of the season so but yeah no she seems uh seems quite promising and she'll be a hero forever like for the next six weeks anyway or something like that yeah absolutely we had um claudia walker with a great goal at villa park in the in the other fixture of this this tie earlier this season and now via tricky sarove and just just as important one in the re- return fixture so credit to her um, just talking about other things that happened in this game. Obviously, there wasn't that many chances for either, te- either team in this match. It was a very poor, poor game, to be honest, overall. But Marcus Bignot on the on, on the touchline, returning to his former hunting ground, prowling the technical area. Well, I say technical area because he never actually stood in the technical area for the whole game. I believe Carl Ward had a go at the official for how close he was getting to the to the touchline with the players when they were taking a throw in, and then she got booked for it. But it just seems like he would go about his merry business um, for this match, Kaz. What, what did you make of it? He was obviously oh, do you know completely what? overstepping the boundary. Definitely. But do you know what? I would have loved to have seen that smug smile get wiped off when that goal went in. I wish the camera would have just panned to him just to see his reaction because I think it would have made the whole night even better. And as for the uh, yellow card for Carla... Um, I think it was Carla having a go at the lines, uh, the ref, about how far they were taking their throw-ins as well, because obviously Jodie Houghton was taking the uh, pee a little bit. Um, but yeah, it's, uh, it's, I think he was ref in the game as well, more than what the referee was. Like, he never shut up, did he? It was like, turn the mic off, I don't want to hear him. Yeah, he, you, you know, you know he's there. You can, you can never miss yeah. him in a game when 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 any team's playing Marcus Bignut's um and a team in football. But uh, Stacey, uh, in terms of the referee, she what she didn't have a good game. I I thought that Villa could have got a penalty in, in I think it was the second half. A player left the foot out and she went down. She didn't have a, the best of games, and we perhaps got away with one here. Well, we we definitely did in terms of the scoreline. But overall, the referee didn't have a good game, did she? No, <laughs> no, I. It feels, it does feel like it's just a constantly bashing our heads against the brick wall, talking about officials in in the league. And as Kaz said, Marcus ref the game today. Like, if he shouted loud enough, she'd blow up. And it it proved that with how late some of the whistles was, and how late some of the decisions were, and how bonkers they were at times. It's like. At one point, she completely lost control of the game. What was going on with Bex's knee? Like, it just. I think even Marcus at one point went, what's going on? Like, it was just that much of a kerfuffle. 
Though I could <laughs> that word. Um, but yeah, do you know, it was just she was horrendous. We were bad. She was bad. Villa weren't great. And it's a good and it's a good job this wasn't on Sky Sports. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, um, yeah. It, 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 that that moment with Bex, I didn't even write that down because it was so farcical of what was happening. I think I think there was a bit of blood on her knee. Then they made her go off, oh. put, put something on the knee. Then she came back on the pitch when she wasn't probably supposed to come back on the pitch. But then she was like, "I'm on now. Why can't I stay on the pitch?" So she took her off the pitch. It, it's not one that's going to make the highlights. So I don't think we need to worry worry about talking about it too yeah. much. But yeah, it's a weird one. But uh, yeah. In in terms of the game, though, we weren't as disciplined as we were at the start of the season. It, it seems like we lost that that we, we we were a team which was so solid at the back, so there was no one going to break us down. We were controlled in what we were doing, and we just visibly showed the pressure tonight. I think, and you could see that with the cheap yellow cards for kicking the ball away, Sarah Mailing and um, uh, Emma Kelly earlier on. Get, players getting in each of us way when we were trying to get shots on the edge of the area. It, it just didn't seem to click, Kaz and we mentioned that we're lucky but it, it just what do you think went wrong do you think it's the pressure i think it was the pressure like obviously it's it's a big game to start with isn't it it's against aston villa but let's be honest i think whoever got the points tonight three points is safe so sorry my head's all over the place i've been up since five o'clock i'm not used to this so Right. So one, I think the disciplinary in the defence section, you've got to look at, we've taken Rachel Corsi out. And I know Ruby Mace is a cracking little player, but she ain't no uh, Rachel Corsi. We haven't replaced Rachel Corsi. I don't think we ever will. Like, probably one of the best players I've seen in a blue shirt. And it's a shame that none of us got to actually watch her play in a blue shirt. But I think I think a lot of players didn't show up today either. I'm just rabbling on now. Like I didn't even I couldn't even remember anything that Sarah Malin did. She, she took like, some of the set pieces. That's why that's all I can remember. From, yeah, from those she took it, yeah. a couple of corners. Um, mm. but I, like I said, I say Sarah's still on the pitch. They were putting f- at least four players on Claudia. Yeah, so, she, she she was well marshaled for that game. Yeah, I think Claudia was very um isolated today. Harriet did a fantastic job, bearing in mind she had exams this morning. Um, so I just, you know what, who cares at the end of the day? Yeah, we, I... stopped, we stopped the scum getting three points. They'll probably hopefully get relegated if if Bristol can do us a favour and we'll all be laughing then, won't we? Your words, not mine, Kaz. Um, I, I, in terms, yeah, I think in the in the uh, the fan chat, we I, I put um, when 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 the goal went in, uh, someone put we 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 played terribly. I, I went, I don't care. <laughs> we got the point. It doesn't it doesn't matter now. The game's over. It doesn't. We could we could as long as we get the point. It doesn't matter how bad we played, and that that's it's, that's the reality of it, isn't it? But, uh, it's, it's like um, I put on Natalie put something on on Twitter, the Man United fan, and I I've just said I've lost all hope now. For the first time this season, a little bit of me just thought that was it. We were down, like, and then yeah, yeah, because we, we we were looking at the prospect of playing Manchester City next, which we won't get anything from no. realistically. And then we, on no. the final day, we've got to play Tottenham Hotspur, who have Becky Spencer, a former Birmingham City player, who got the FA Cup. You've got Keris Harrop, the former captain of Birmingham City. You've got Rachel Williams, one of our best strikers that we've ever had in the team. All, for, all possibly going to send, yeah, Chloe Peplow as well. You got, you've got, you've got, um, you've got, got uh, Quinn, Lucy Quinn as well, who scored that great you know, goal against Man City for us. Yep. Do you know what I mean? It's like an Ellen Wright, Ellen White for Man City. Yeah. So you could potentially have and potentially a home 
ex-Birmingham team ready go to sort at least. Yeah, the, pro the, pro the, prospect, the prospect of having to go to Tottenham and getting getting something with the pressure on us and then Bristol City could get something at Brighton. It's not it's not out of the realm, realm of the possibility. But now um, the point leaves us relatively in a good position. We're on 15 points now. Bristol City are on 12. Bristol City have a game against Manchester United next and then they've got to play Brighton on the final day. They kick, they, if they get three points out of those two games, they would be on 15 points, but the goal difference is likely to keep us up. So realistically, as long as they don't get anything from the Man United game, we're safe. So it, it was a massive point for us, and it, it, it's obviously going to change a lot of um, opinions of people of the well, not of the game because the game was terrible. We know that, but oh, yeah. the opinions, the, the mood, the mood of the room is is different now that we got a point today, which is all that we all that we needed now. So forget about the terrible performance. Hopefully, we play better in the next two games, but it's gone now. So. Um, yeah, and, and Nick put this message on. Uh, I think you need to change the uh, description. I, I changed the description about three times during that game. I changed the, the thumbnail picture for this game three times because I put room for improvement after it looked like we were going to lose this one. And then I put the new the new head, the new uh, the new name for this episode is sorry it took so long, folks. It's a nice nice play on words. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm not just a, I'm not just a not just a pretty face. Um, we're, we're we're moving on though to the a bit of news from this past week. Unfortunately, it's a bit of uh, sad news, I suppose. Um, uh, before we look at the game against Coventry United and Reading, let's talk about the departure of Chloe McCarran. She made history with Northern Ireland earlier this month as they qualified for their first major international tournament. But football isn't everything for a lot of players, and we should remember that Chloe has left the club by mutual consent, despite having another year left on her contract. The reason cited was family-related. And given everything that's going on right now, I can understand that. You've moved abroad to play at the highest level you've ever played at, separated from your family and close friends. In a normal season, you can you have the chance to fly back and forth to see family, but with the pandemic, it's just not that easy. Chloe made 12 appearances for the Blues this season, but averaged just 40 minutes per game during her time with the club. Kaz, you've seen, you're someone who's moved around in the past across the UK. Can you relate to what Chloe must have felt not being able to see her family on a regular basis? Oh, God, yeah. Like, Stace will tell you, like, especially now with the pandemic that's going on, it's extremely hard. Like, I can't even remember the last time I went up to see me, me family. Do you know what I mean? So I can see where she's coming from because if I could move back home, even if it was for, like, a week, I would because, you know what I mean, it's family. But... Yeah, I'm I'm with Chloe on that one. It's extremely hard whether it is because of that reason or if she just didn't get on with the football over here or what. But I think it's extremely hard moving from like she's had to move from a different country. Never mind, I've just I've, I've just had to move five hours down the road. Do you know what I mean? So yeah, I yeah think absolutely. It's been extremely hard. Absolutely. It's not like you can just drive down drive down the road when you when you want to go see them and you have to take a flight, you have to get a boat, one of the one of the two yeah. to do it. It's 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 a lot harder. Obviously, um when I went to university going to Wales, it was it was different, obviously, but then you it's more opened up. It wasn't like this pandemic. You can't just go home on the train. It's not it's not that easy and it, it, it is a tough one for her to have to deal with at the moment. And Stacey, we mentioned in the last episode that we we didn't think we saw the best of her at blues. What do you think is next for a, a return to the Northern Irish top flights with a view to move abroad once she's ready again, do you think? Um, yeah, obviously, we don't know where her head's at with football in general. Um, but I'm assuming if she wants to carry on with the football, then, yeah, she'll, she'll head back uh, to where she, probably where she, she came from before. So, um, 
obviously, I wish her all the best in the future. I mean, I, as you said, I don't think we saw the best of her, but this is what it is, ain't it? Yeah, absolutely. And as you, as you say, we wish her the best in the future and maybe one day she'll return to the club uh, when she's a bit older. Um, our next game then is to touch on is the win over Coventry United in the FA Cup. It's been a bit since this game, but it was nice to see Blues piling the goals for the first time since the Bristol game back in October. Birmingham City ran out 5-1 winners with Claudia Walker and Sarah Mayling both scoring twice and Emily Murphy also on the score sheet. In many ways, it was a routine win, Stacey, but most of the goals came in the last 25 minutes or so. Does that show the superior fitness of a WSL side? Oh, yeah, obviously. If you look at past games and not games, not just about with us, 99.9% um, of the time, the last 20 minutes are goal fests. Um, it's not just... It, straight away, it's, we're full-time professionals there semi-professional so it should it should be evident uh obviously it was as i said i didn't watch the game i literally saw the goals because that was about as much as highlights as we was given um but yeah no it was uh it was nice to see a few people getting on the score sheet and yeah we saw a lot of good things from the blues that weekend claudia back in the goals sarah getting her first goals in a long time and a couple of longer overdue debuts Heidi Logan is the first. She had a terrible injury issue since getting her first pro deal with the club. A win is great, Kaz, but seeing a player who's come through the academy making her debut is an even better feeling. Oh, definitely. Like we'd we've seen like a few academy players um come through. Like I can't wait to see Lily Sim come back. Like I'm expecting extremely big things from her when she comes back, obviously, with the season that she had. Seeing Heidi come back, it it was fantastic, and like I would prefer it if like we could play a whole bunch of kids because we know we've got them in the team. But I do, I don't know where she is at the minute. I don't know if oh has she got picked up another injury or nothing's been said over the last. No, I don't think anyone said anything. No. So I don't know whether she was just getting a couple of minutes just to see if her knee would react because I think she did it ACL, didn't she? So. Hmm. Yeah, it it was really nice to see Heidi back on the pitch and hopefully next season she's fully fit and she can prove to people what she can do. Yeah, I think she hasn't really give, got given the chances that she needs to show what she can do. So hopefully next season she can do that. A few changes uh, from the usual starting 11 in that game. We saw Sophie Whitehouse getting her first starting goal and Via Tricky Sari starting an attacking position. Sophie had a decent game, possibly could have done better for Coventry's goal, but Georgia Stevens' strike was sublime, so maybe not. But via Tricky's uh, performance, Stacey, she was on it from the kickoff, uh, striking the bar and looks to be a hell of a signing for us. Obviously, you didn't see the game, so I can't really uh, um, point that out. But but she but but from my my point of view, she had a really good game, and again, she's she's. So from she's, what she's, I've seen, yeah. some people what they said, it sounded like she had a good game, and obviously, the tiny little highlights she seemed all right so yeah yeah i think there's more to come and um the much needed win against coventry set us set us up nicely for our next game which was also at home this time to reading we were looking for our first home league win of the season and it looked to be going that way when ruby may smashed home the opener after just seven minutes sarah mailing's corner kick caused all sorts of trouble in the box and ruby takes full advantage to power the ball over the line her second goal for the Blues, Kaz, she played in central midfield at the weekend and looked visibly freer as a, as a result of it. Do you think that's her best position? Oh, definitely. Like, I think she was a bit lost today. 
in the first half because I think the occasion might have got to her. She, like, she's 17-year-old, do you know what I mean? But I thought it was the best game in a blue shirt. Um, but, yeah, I still think that goal was service, personally. I, 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 think, I think it's up to the Even officials Sarah to give it, isn't it? So, yeah. so, she, would, she would, though. That she, she wants more goals. She, she scored two the day before. <laughs> but, yeah, I thought it was Sarah's all day long. So when, when I first saw it, I thought it had crossed the line, but they obviously hadn't given it. So it's, it's, it's one of those, isn't it? We need line technology. Yeah. Never mind VAR. We need goal line technology. Yeah, that is something that they're bringing in VAR for the Champions League from the knockout yeah. stages next season, even though goal line technology isn't available yet. So, it, it, as you say, Kaz, it's a weird, it's a weird one. It, it's, um, it's women's football for you, mate. Always backwards. Um, Reading enjoyed most of the ball throughout this match, but it seemed we had the better of the chances for the majority of the game. Claudia had a half volley tipped over, and Ruisha Littlejohn, who went off injured today, sadly, was denied by a mixture of defender and keeper on the goal line, which was a really good chance for us. We paid, really, for not making the most of those chances, though, as Rachel Rowe equalised for Reading in the 64th minute. A bit like our goal, really. A defender, uh, defending side failing to clear a corner, and it drops to Rowe, who, who fires home. Again, we could have won Stacey, but a draw seems fair on the results on the whole. Yeah, I mean, I was disappointed to only get the draw. I think um, we, should, we had enough opportunities, probably, to put the game to bed. Um, and as you said, we didn't take them chances and we played. It was a stupid goal. Ridiculous. Um, but it, yeah, um, as you said, I would have took a point before the game, but I was disappointed not to win after the game. So it just proves that we did actually play not too bad. So, yeah, but happy with a point overall. Absolutely, and it just goes to back the the usual. Most most results, compared, uh, apart from a few recent results, it's always been draws with Reading. So it's back to the status quo in in some in some regard. Uh, something a little bit different now. A member of our youth setup was in the news last uh, late last year after receiving the Young Inspiration Award at Sports Woman of the Year Award. Sorry, the person in question is Layla Barnaras a 15-year-old footballer who has become a role model for other Muslim girls, having uh, raised awareness to the difficulties of having to face as athletes during Ramadan. She certainly doesn't lack confidence, though, with her dream to be the first Muslim player to play for the Lionesses in the future. Layla saw the lack of resources for Muslim athletes during the fasting period and decided to do something about it. She's made a nutritional guide, a meal planner to help remove barriers for other Muslim athletes to continue to play sport while fasting during Ramadan. Layla has featured on Sky Sports as a result of her efforts recently. I don't know about you, Kaz, but I'm, I'm always considered Ramadan a feat in itself to do the whole fasting thing from sunup to sundown. But having to combat that with playing football, it must be so intense. Oh, definitely. I think you've seen in a few Premier League games, haven't you, where the I've actually broken, like, stop games so players can break the fasting because it must be have some 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 some, some sort of toll on on the bodies and stuff like. Why not? Like I know, Ramadan's the same time every year, isn't it? I think roughly the same. I think I, I'm not. I'm not too too sure. So, I think it's a bit like Easter. It moves slightly, but right. So here we go. So I help these like footballers out. Cancel the month of football and put them in where you can, because surely players' health and religion is more important than than probably passing out on the on the on the football pitch. So, oh. right, uh, right. I think we should leave religion out of this, right? Because technically, I wasn't talking about religion. Yeah, I'm just saying, technically, they as a professional athlete, they if 
if fasting is going to harm your body, the Quran says that you are, you don't have to fast. So technically footballers would be able to break their fast if they wished under what the Quran says. So in one respect, I understand most Muslims do want to honour the fast and don't want to break it unless it's absolutely necessary. You, we know from previous years with players playing in the Champions League, some players have chose to fast and others have chose not to fast when they are playing football and have then donated greater to charity because they've had to break their fast. So, yeah, um, that's that's more too. That's very said. It's all right. I'm 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 learning stuff that I didn't know, Stacey. So it's not it's nice to know. I, I didn't think we'd go that in that that uh, that in depth tonight, but I'm I'm, I'm I appreciate it. More like a bit of a laugh. My mom always used to say to me, "If all else failed, I could be a nun because Ari was like the only subject that I got an A star in." So I, I think I got an A in Ari. To thinking about it back <laughs> in the day, but uh, yeah, it, it's one of those where it's it's quite easy I'll to read learn. Obviously. A lot as well. I've actually yeah. read the Quran, so. More, more than more than most of we have, <laughs> Stacey. Yeah. So I appreciate that. Um, yeah, yeah. I, I, I never question for you then, Stacey. She's well, she's then. still such a very young player, Stacey. Uh, and this is the kind of player you want to see succeed and hopefully make the first team one day for the Blues. Oh yeah, hundred percent. Like as as we're saying, if to be able to fast, she must be dedicated to go through. Like I actually seen the the thing that she the Blues put up about her, and uh, I was. It, it it was inspiring, like it for such a young girl at such a young age to be promoting visibility for her ethnic group as well within football. Like we've we've it's been spoken about recently with uh, the lack of diversity in the WSL. Um, so to have someone so young who's pioneering for <laughs> to get into of the sports, like to to break that stigma of that they can't be an athlete and be a Muslim. So, yeah, fair play as well. Absolutely. And um, she's obviously been inspired by Nadia Nadim, obviously, who's was one of the ones who's got to such a level that she's managed to inspire the next generation, which hopefully Layla herself yeah. can do in the future for us. Um, as we close out the show this week, I thought we would take uh, inspiration from Layla and show our appreciation to the fans at the club who perhaps don't get the credit they deserve from the wider fan base. I shall start by saying when I first started coming to the games, there was a nice lady near the entrance who started selling badges. That person was Debbie Fletcher, who is a dedicated Birmingham City fan of both the men's and women's teams and has even written some books about the men's club in the past. No one at the club told her to make these badges, but she felt strongly enough to do it to get them commissioned. She's done match-specific ones in the past, uh, as well as home and away kit ones, as well as the club badge one too, which I have. This is quite a, it might be a collector's item soon because this is um, still when it was Birmingham City Ladies. So it's a, it's it's one I cherish quite a lot. And um, it, I'm really a big fan of history as as um, Stacey is of RE, of, of learning about religions as we've found out. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I'm really, I'm a real, real big fan of um, learning about history of football clubs and stuff. So that this, to, to, for me, this shows that we, where we've come from over 50 years of history and a badge. So um, I appreciate to Debbie for getting the idea of get, bringing badges and selling them at games. So from me and the podcast, thank you to Debbie for everything you do for the club. Uh, I asked Kaz and Stacey to think of someone for this section too. So why don't we go to Stacey did first? You? I did a while back. It's been a while. It's been a while. <laughs> I was just about to say the same, did you? Um, um, what, what, what was the question again? Somewhat, um, anyone out of the fan base that you think um, 
is kind of unsung. Someone who d- does a lot for the club but doesn't get the credit. Don't say me because I know Kaz <laughs> appreciates what I did the other day. So I appreciate that. But uh, so someone who's not on the podcast would would be the best for for now. Um, it's an hard one, isn't it? Because let's be honest, this season not a lot of us have done a lot. Um, just doesn't have to be this season. From you and. And 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 I just sort of do feel like it's been that long. I forgot what some of the fans look like. And it doesn't have to be this season, Stacey. It's anyone anyone who's in, like you've you know what? That, that they've done so much for the club over the years. I'm gonna go with Lindsay and Sharon because obviously, if anybody at the Blues who knows them, they go literally home and away. They even went to Russia. Do you know what I mean? Like they follow the team up and down um, the country and wherever the the play basically. Um, so yeah, I would probably say them as well because obviously they're not on social media either. So like it, the these players now that won't even know Lindsay and Sharon exist. Um, so yeah, I'd probably say them too because they do support the team, and they've probably been supporting the team a lot longer than me, you or Stacey. So yeah, I'm gonna say them too. Very good choice. I I I I have no, I know of them uh, obviously from just being around and obviously yeah as you say very big fans and have been for a very long time. You for anyone, Stacey? Or yeah, I'm gonna say Dave again. Going down the same route as Kaz, he's not got social media. Um, Dave's been a Dave's been at Birmingham City Ladies for as long as I can remember. Obviously, Dave lost his wife a few years back now, and um, he he. The, he basically has said like that going down and watching the women was such a big help for him when he was grieving the loss of his wife and he felt like he had a family with obviously all the other supporters who he'd known over the years and the way that the players treated him and stuff and he was uh yeah Dave's I I miss having a point with Dave. I'm not gonna uh, yeah. lie. I miss having a point with a few people. Yeah, but yeah Dave's Dave's um I think Dave will hold a special place in a lot of uh, Blues fans and ex-players and staff for for a long time. I think he's a uh, yeah. It's, as Kaz said, it's a shame that some of these players have not met some great fans. Right? So yeah, absolutely. And hopefully, we'll be able to show Dave and Sharon and Lindsay this video next season at the games when we when we're back. Hopefully, in the stadium, uh, San Andrews as we got, as they've yeah. told us. So. Oh. We've got a team, and we've got a team. That's that's all. Well, hopefully we've got a team. (laughs) (laughs) We've got about thirteen of them on contract, ain't we? We'll be watching. We'll be looking back at this video for the wrong reasons if that happens. But uh, but but we'll we'll try we'll try and end this on a positive note. Thank you to both of you for your picks in this Unsung Heroes of the Terraces segment. If any of our listeners have someone they think we should give a shout out to also, then get in touch with us on social media and we'll look to bring this segment back in the future. There will be no (laughs) show next week as stand in solidarity with the football community in the battle against racism. As many of you may be aware, there will be a social media blackout across football next weekend and we'll be supporting that. We will return hopefully on May 10th as we recap our final two league matches of the season and look ahead to the FA Cup match with Southampton. And that's all for this week's show. Thanks to Kaz and Stacey for joining me. You've been listening to the Brummies Blue podcast. Don't forget to follow the show on Twitter and Facebook at Brummies Blue. And as always, remember to keep right on.